seems like a lot of physical therapists are spending their time on tweeting and being within the world of Twitter. And one of the hashtags that is growing in popularity, hashtag brand PT, the man who started it all and can take responsibility for it, joins us on the next episode of PT Talker. This is PT Talker, presented by Advantage Medical. The aim of this podcast is to expose physical therapists to unique and innovative ideas to help grow their business. Each broadcast will introduce you to new concepts that will save you time, provide a better patient outcome, or lower your cost. And now, the host of PT Talker, Jeff Worrell. On the line now from San Diego, California, Dr. Ben Fung, a physical therapist working in the area of San Diego. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Dr. Fung. Jeff, thank you for having me. Uh, okay, now you are a, uh, a, a you're you're actually taking somewhat of a career change because you are a physical therapist, have worked in San Diego, but you are now spending the majority of your time working in consulting, and you are advising. Uh, clinics and physical therapists and other healthcare professionals on um, how to go about marketing their practice, growing their practice, and specifically as it comes to branding. Do I have that right? You have that correct, sir. All right. So, and of course, you took it as far as saying, hey, uh, we need a hashtag for physical therapy that applies to brand, uh, hashtag brand PT. And um, what are some of the things that you're finding out there? How are you helping physical therapists brand their practices? Well, the first thing I found out was that, uh, boy, we PTs, uh, we have a lot to learn about marketing. <laughs> yeah. um, I found that uh, primarily when people came to me, uh, the concept of marketing, the concept of branding really centralized on a internal look. You know, what do we see in our own selves? Uh, and that's uh, not the full picture of what branding and what marketing really is. Uh, marketing and, and my uh, mental construct really is creating demand and creating uh, a consumer demand that has a, a focal piece or an identity piece, and that piece is your brand. Um, one of the, the fun things I, I like to share with people is, you know, what, what is your brand image? It's what people imagine you to be. So when somebody imagines Starbucks, they see that latte. Mm -hmm. You know, when see, somebody imagines Disneyland, they see Mickey Mouse. So when somebody sees or imagines your practice, what is that mental image? Uh, and that's what we need to work on. So, okay, so I, I um, deal with uh, physical therapy clinics all, all the time, and I'll see um, a logo, which I think probably jumps to most people's minds when they think about brand. And there's going to be a an image, there will be um, maybe an icon of a, of a half-human body or whatever in some um, some position or pose showing motion or movement or health or those kind of things. You're actually saying the brand, the logo is important, but what do I think of when I see that logo? That's correct. Uh, what happens a lot in marketing is we focus too much on the information, and consumers aren't always drawn to that. There's certainly there's a very large segment of very well-informed consumers that want to analyze everything out. They, they do their, a lot of their own market research, uh, they shop around, and they want uh, that data-driven 
uh, consumer experience. But for the vast majority of consumers, and probably just you and I, when we, you know, when we want to go out there for a coffee, we're going to get a coffee, <laughs> and we're driven by our desires, our emotions. It's the feel good before, during, and after the purchase. And while the logo is very important, we do want to show human motion or health or uh, perhaps a hands-on approach uh, for manual therapy. Uh, we also want to demonstrate a human connection that I think uh, we're really strong in as physical therapists. Okay. So, uh, so how are you then coaching your clients? What, what advice are you giving them in order to achieve that, um, that recognition when I see the Starbucks that I think of a latte? So the first thing I actually tell them is I am a terrible artist. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to be the one that you're going to go to for the actual uh, drawing of the logo. But I'm, I'm actually quite adept at helping you design it around your market segment. So in, uh, in San Diego, there are actually uh, quite a bit of, uh, call them uh, hot pockets, uh, for senior living. Mm-hmm. And what the senior living segments in San Diego are looking for uh, is a combination of companionship as well as a little bit of pride in what you're doing. They want to see almost a little haughty behavior uh, to know that you really know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've uh, done is we have done things like pens. We've done things like uh, coasters, very small knickknacks that uh, the senior community is more likely uh, to pay attention to because uh, they're not going to be on Twitter. Or they're not going to be on Facebook um, and, and honestly, uh, we're not going to be able to afford uh, competing out some of the larger firms out there from other industries on uh, major media. And so that's where some of the door-to-door at the senior uh, communities where the segments are isolated actually is really quite powerful. I've seen a couple uh, companies be able to even uh, penetrate the internal market there and uh, rent an office for a home health uh, purpose. Hmm. Okay. So how would that then apply to the physical therapists who are listening? So what I would encourage uh, you know, the, the PTs listening is uh, if you're an outpatient practice, uh, what you need to do is identify who your major market segment is. I think that's a very large um, stumbling block for us because we know in ourselves we do so much. We can do uh, different types of neuromuscular treatments. We can treat all sorts of conditions. We can have manual therapy. We have TheraX. We have all these skill sets. Uh, but we have a very difficult internal struggle focusing on one big thing, like you said, the Starbucks coffee. If you're a major outpatient clinic and your big thing is orthopedics and the majority of your caseload is orthopedics, that is what you have to focus on. And that's a good time to try to uh, partner with where the job gets done, the hospitals. If they'll allow you, uh, what this translates to is See if you can offer some pro bono stuff, usually in the form of preoperative both classes as well as uh, conditioning sessions. See if you're willing to, uh, if there's already some type of link in terms of referral sources between the surgeons there. Uh, If you're okay for them to contract with you in directly sending uh, some pre, uh, uh, prehabilitation programs. And the other thing I found really uh, nice is uh, packets. A lot of patients really like packets these days. Uh, there's a lot of home health utilization going on, which then you know, translates over to uh, outpatient facilities. And if you're able to uh, insert a micro packet into a uh, home health agency's larger uh, start of care packets, that's actually doing them pretty good carryover. 
Um, most of the uh, patients that have orthopedic surgeries, they'll say have a home health for, you know, anywhere between two and four weeks, depending on their uh, level of function and their health. And then they always ask the therapist there, so who do you recommend now that I'm getting booted to outpatient? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a very good time if you're the only little micro packet in there and your relationship with that home health agency is good. That's another very good carryover uh, line back to your clinic. Uh, yeah. And that sounds very operational, however. Yeah. So, uh, but going back to your okay, so your advice is uh, orthopedic clinic. Um, you need to partner with the hospital. Isn't the reality though that most hospitals are that clinic's competition? I mean, don't they have their own outpatient facilities? And especially in uh, with a, in the world of changing healthcare, where they're actually encouraging their um, physicians utilizing the hospital to refer to the hospital-based PT. Uh, I think that certainly is the case, uh, but what I've actually noticed is a, a lot of uh, a lot of patients are choosing not to. Um, they've already gone to those clinics, and uh, in that consumer mind, I've already gone to that clinic uh, preoperatively. You know, the session one, session two, or, or call it a, um, episode one, episode two, you know, failed conservative treatment, failed conservative treatment. Now I need surgery. Uh, and what I've actually seen is a willingness to explore something different. Um, it's a, I think it's a new pattern of behavior given uh, the emerging baby boomer uh, increase of consumer awareness. Uh, it is definitely a difficult competition, uh, but it's also, as a private practice owner, kind of the only option you have. If you don't have uh, any relations, with where the surgery actually occurs, and that is your major caseload, uh, then you are going to be walking on one leg. And and so, what is the uh, what is the incentive of the hospital to partner with you? There's got to be something in it for them. There is some incentive, and depending on the type of hospital, if you're working with uh, if you're working with a, a nice hospital, that I won't any make any names here uh, since I'm so local, but if it's a non-for-profit or if it is a more of a community hospital. Uh, these hospitals are a little bit more willing to uh, partner with outside sources for the very reason of goodwill. Um, they already have a lot of pressure on them uh, to compete with the for-profit hospitals that are making more money and that have more capital. They want to stand out as community beacons, and they want to be the ones that consumers choose from the get-go. Something bad happens, I want to go to this hospital. Something bad happens, I want to go to this urgent care, this emergency room that might be affiliated. Uh, I need a surgery that's going to be elective. Um, I want to go to this place. Uh, it's an entry zone, and that entry zone is very, very important uh, because without that, then these hospitals will go down with it. Hmm. I think that what certain orthopedic programs usually ran by um, nurses or nurse practitioners but what they want is they want their patients to be happy. They want their patients to have options, and they want their patients to feel like they're in charge. That option to choose elevates that human experience in the hospital stay, uh, which brings a positive uh, brand loyalty to that hospital. And that is the goodwill that I think a lot of these orthopedic coordinators uh, and even the uh, the neurosurge coordinators are very, very, very willing to open uh, their doors to. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the uh, creator or the guy that first started uh, tweeting hashtag brand PT has been our guest here on PT Talker, Dr. Ben Fung, 
who is uh, hails from San Diego, California, is out there. How, how would someone get a hold of you, Dr. Fung? Well, the best way is through Twitter. Uh, it's just at Dr. Ben Fung. Uh, and you can also email me at contact at drbenfung.com. Okay. All right. Very good. And I want to remind everybody that it is absolutely possible to hear previous episodes of PT Talker uh, on iTunes, as well as going to our website, www.pttalker.com. I want to thank you for listening. Hope this information will help you to help someone feel better today. PT Talker is a presentation of Advantage Medical, bringing you business news and ideas for therapists. Join us each week for new concepts to help you grow your rehabilitation business. To listen to previous episodes, visit us on the web at pttalker.com or on iTunes.